Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's up, up, and away when you learn to drive a hovercraft. And at Bill's Hovercraft School, you'll learn on the latest equipment. Trained instructors, many of them licensed by Bill himself, get you in the air with money to spare. Bill's Hovercraft School at 45101 Roscoe Boulevard, corner of the Valley Mall Shopping Plaza, where hovercraft is a way of life. Right, that's it. That's all we got to play with. They paid us to play it five times, and we've played it five times. Their sponsors now will change during this show. Treehouse, Saps Rising, with Danny Baker and me, Louise Pepper. Episode 7, The Lean and Slippered Pantaloon. Yeah, apologies for that rather dyspeptic start, but uh, they never run the sponsors well, of the show you by know, me. you can't upset these people. Uh, and, and, uh, many of them have been trained by Phil himself. By, many of them licensed by Bill licensed himself. By... Uh, so we got a new sponsor this week. Very good morning to everybody. Here we go again. Another 40-odd minutes of fun for old and young, without the slightest hint of vulgarity. What's the uh, heading on the show this week? The heading this week is the lean and slippered pantaloon. Well, of course, uh, I, I, I choose these very carefully. Mm. And that is because uh, it's Grimaldi. Joseph Grimaldi was born this day, as we record this, uh, on the 17th of December. Uh, Grimaldi, the great clown. I was going to say he was a clown. Yes, he was. He was the clown. He became the, uh, the Harlequin. He was very. Oh, OK. And Harlequin's um, bete noir was pantaloon. And these, these, I mean, Pantaloon uh, was this uh, crotchety old uh, seedy guy. He was very much the Count Arthur Strong of his day, <laughs> if uh, you'll forgive me. Uh, and uh, but uh, Pantaloon was so famous that Shakespeare, in the Seven Ages of Man, uh, said uh, that one of the ages is one enters the phase of the lean and slippered Pantaloon. Oh, so uh, we don't sling these shows together. Oh, you do so much homework. Let me put that another way. We sling these shows together. Uh, if you've never heard it before, we are now there's clear daylight between us and Show Five, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, so, show seven, this is what mm. this is. Uh, we, it's all very well coming in and saying we're going to be around forever and uh, be a good deed in a wicked world, but yes. we haven't achieved anything. We set out to achieve things, to bring back the sausage sandwich game. Yes. Not even, we've got the binoculars on the roof, can't see it. We're going to do that. And sponsoring, uh, getting crowdfunding for It's Bernie. Yes! My, uh, that, that, that is Bernie slightly Winter more urgent, song. I it would is. say. Now, if, if there's any kind of audience, if they were any, you know, if they really, other than these casual pantaloons out there, mm-hmm. uh, they'd have got that together by now. Uh, but what we've got to do is uh, find out how much it costs. I bet it's about... 
two grand to license it for like nine plays. Well, we we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Here, look, one minute. I've got a tenner in my They're pocket. They're not getting Let's any go. other plays. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's not going to turn up. No one it's else is not, playing it. It's not going to turn up in the next Quentin Tarantino film, is it? <laughs> There's no sequence. If we play it enough, you never know. <laughs> but that and so don't think we just say things here and forget about them. We are going to get after those. These have been very much laying the foundations. These seven shows, seven not pilots, but uh, 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 well, we did. We've done seven shows without doing anything. There's no no way putting a varnish on that. But anyway, here we go. And, we, and as we move into 2020, oh, um, gosh, <laughs> a whole new decade. <laughs> I'm a thousand years old. Looking at uh, the big fuss when the 80s turned into the 90s, and it's it's crept up on us. It, no. It, Cares that uh, we're going uh, into the twenties. The um, uh, thing is on on the internet when you have to you know sign up and put your card in, and it has that little box that says you know what year were you born in, and you have to spin down. <laughs> I, me, I'm spinning down that for about twenty minutes. Still in the nineteen sixties. Keep going. <laughs> And there it is, almost, you know, just at the bottom. They don't even include it. I think no-one can be born in 1957. But there it is at the bottom. <laughs> Do they even know how to work a computer? It, it, it's, 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 it's getting humbling. And next year, <laughs> it's going to go even deeper down that list. But here it is. We'll say we look up, not down. Uh, so a very good morning to everybody. What are we actually... Um, all the subjects remain over. What are we doing at the moment, Peps? What's current? Number one, inadvertent trespass. Inadvertent trespass. This is always good. Somebody walked onto a new nuclear submarine once, <laughs> but completely by accident we, we had that, so anything you've got on that? Transporting large or fragile objects, <laughs> which beautifully, um, if you're on Facebook, it reminds you of things you've posted on that day through, for, through years yes, it past. Does, yeah. And the other day, mine was when me and my mum decided to buy a live Christmas tree, you know, a living, you know, you know, a real Christmas tree. Yeah. Bought a seven-foot one and then brought it home on the tube. Did you get it home on the tube? I got a photo of my mum on the escalator. Well done. That, that's Christmas transporting tree. a large object. Uh, the best transporting of a... And everything, you know, we think we're... Uh, uh, we think we're like the last word, the arrogance of chronology, where people today think, you know... Uh, even someone like Dylan is a great lyricist and tend to overlook Noel Coward there. Uh, but uh, uh, in Jonathan Ralph, you know Jonathan Ralph? No. No, you see, there it is. That's why you don't spin down that list as far as I do. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Ralph was the original presenter on Candid Camera. Now, you know oh, what okay, Candid yeah, Camera yes. So, Candid Camera. And there's a, they actually brought out a, an EP of the greatest things they ever did on Candid Camera. They did. What, but, just a people going, <gasps> oh! Just explaining it and then listening to the. It's, it's, it's really entertaining. I've got before, it. I've got it, of before course. Before YouTube, kids. And, uh, and uh, what they did, and this, we'll start the show any second now, I promise you, because listen to this. I know that doesn't come across, but we've both got huge piles of emails, and all of these will get, if you think, well, I've thrown that into the abyss. You've not. They're all here. Uh, anyway, Candid Camera. They uh, assembled, again, you never get to do this now, they assembled a piano on a tube station, right, when no-one was around, a piano. And then when the train came in, they and people went, we can't put that on here, and all the staff came downstairs from London Underground saying, well, how did you get it down here? And they said, well, we brought it on the escalator. And it's absolutely, you know, uh, what they now call hidden camera. And in 1964, they stand on the platform with this huge piano saying, could you shove up a bit? You can't bring a piano. <laughs> that, my friends. In, in honour of that, here is the sound effect of a piano being thrown downstairs. <laughs> Thank you. 
Man, he's, he's getting all... slick. He's getting slick, indeed. Good morning, everybody. It's the Danny Baker Show. Radiating out across the airwaves. Come the sunshine or the rain. Come aboard the Danny train. We'll kick our slippers off and throw our cares away. What better thing to do than have a jolly jape or two? Don't touch that dial. There's nowhere else to go. Come and join a happy session. Wave ta ta to the recession on the Danny Baker Show. Take it away. Dan. Always do, Wisby, my very dear friend. What have you got over there, Peps? Well, I'll finish off number three. How certain colours or smells affect you. Okay. Uh, number four. Notable people you were too young to remember meeting. Mm-hmm. And number five. The only autograph I ever got. Uh, any notable colours or smells that make you go ooky? I, I, I was just trying to remember because I said so the other day. My husband rolled his eyes at me. I went, oh, that was Proustian. Did you? Proustian. The one I, I tweeted it a good couple of years ago, the smell when you open... Um, the lid off a hot water bottle, and that little, you like that that little puff of rubbery oh, yeah, that's, air that's that comes out of that is, is boom four is, years old again. Yeah, that is a, that's a good whoa hot rubber. Mm. <laughs> uh, if you please, uh, uh, actually makes me go all ooky though, and what I can't um, uh, abide is uh, uh, even if saying it, I'm going a bit. I mm. promise you, I'm going a little bit. It is lavender. Now the smell I know of this is going to make the, people or the post colour. the smell. The smell oh, of lavender. See, I love I it because it's oh. my, my nana was always drenched in Yardley's lavender. So to me, it's oh, nana. My heart is in my mouth every Christmas as people open presents from aunts in case they've sent some drawer scent freshener things. You know those drawers? <laughs> and they're always little pouches of lavender. And, I... and, and as kryptonite to Superman, as a garlic bulb and a crucifix to Dracula, you hang one of those little scented uh, in think bags of lavender near me. I've gone. I've gone. I went uh, a little a little spa on my weekend away mm. and it listed a room as a rosemary-scented sauna, uh. but they'd switched it to lavender. See, that, that would have done you. That's it. If ever I'm uh, <laughs> wrongly accused of... I went uh, in going, oh, wonderful. Nah. If ever I'm wrongly accused of manslaughter or murder <laughs> uh, in America... They wouldn't need. A, they could save the gas for the gas chamber. They can save the electricity for the electric chair. They can save their length of rope or their bullet for the firing squad. Just put me in a little sauna with loads of lavender in there. I'm gone in three minutes, <laughs> three seconds. Boom. That's it. Uh, and it, it, we hardly knew me. I, lavender. Some past episode that prompted this? Or? I don't know. Just suddenly, uh, oh, oh. we'll start the show any second now. But relax, everyone. It's just free. Um, uh, we had a teacher at our school who revealed once, Mr. Bullock. No man need prove his bravery any more than being called Mr Bullock at a Deptford <laughs> secondary school. Mr Bullock. And uh, he revealed to us once that the smell of oranges... I don't know how this uh, just... He said, oh, orange, I, one thing, oranges, it makes me feel sick. Uh, how much peel do you think was left around <laughs> that room say. over the next... It did the worst thing he could have done. And lobbing him into the windows, leaving, you know, juicing up over oh. his inkwell. So, uh, anyway, we seem to uh, have, have almost used up the show talking to each other again. And you've been good enough to get in touch with all of these things. Peps, what you got over there? Well, this um, is from Steve. Uh, this is the only autograph you ever got. OK. April 2006, the London Astoria Pearl Jam. 
I've been a Pearl Jam fan since 1992 and I was lucky enough to go to the gig with a friend who was the nephew of Pete Townsend and invited me into the VIP section. After the concert, to my surprise, we went backstage and to further shock and awe, we were invited into Eddie Vedder's dressing room. No. After a few minutes of small talk, he came over, hugged my friend and I was introduced. Breathe, stay calm, I thought. Uh Eddie, this is Steve. Steve, this is Eddie. Dry-mouthed, I managed something like... Pleasure's all mine, Eddie. (laughs) It's now or never, I thought. I said, actually, if you'd asked me a few months ago who was top of my list to meet, you would have been it, Eddie, I said. Oh, he said. Yes, but now you've been bumped to number two. Oh, Oh, how come he played along? (laughs) Well, I've got special dispensation. My heavily pregnant girlfriend's at home and my son is due any day. So I'm very excited to meet him and he is number one and you are number two. Oh, that's beautiful. That's well put. Very sweetly, Eddie got quite excited. He spent the next hour talking, just him and me, about kids. He opened up a little suitcase, showed me pictures of his daughters. We drank wine. We got. went lovely? We went to an after-hours party in a cafe. I feel like I'm shouting. No, you're not. You're you're fine. (laughs) After an hour's party in a cafe on Denmark Street, opened especially for the band and us. I departed soon after. I'd met my idol. Mm. We'd shared a bottle of wine and my girlfriend would be wondering where I was. As we said goodbye, Eddie gave me a hug. We took a photo. He went, wait a minute, and came me back a load of stuff. Plectrums, badges, and fumbling around, pulled out a three-quarters drunk bottle of red wine and signed it. Cheers, have this. No. It says, Steve, say hello to your son from me. Isn't that... EV and a little kiss. Isn't that beautiful? lovely You see, that's, again, I don't think we need to, you know, uh, blow smoke and stuff, but usually uh, on, on phone-in shows that have been, oh, he was really rude to me, or he, he stomped out, or I made a fool of myself. That is that is a beautiful good deed in a wicked world. Not a PS is there. Yeah. PS, I dream a lot. Sorry. No. I mean, no what? Got home, I placed the bottle of wine. <laughs> oh, no! I, I generally thought this was... This is like your silk shirt. <laughs> no. Placed the drunk bottle of wine on the shelf oh. of my office in the apartment while our house sale was being finalised. Oh, so they were no. sharing a part with friends. A week later, yeah. I came home, sat down. Wait a minute. Where's my bottle of red wine? The girlfriend didn't know. A flatmate came home. Have you seen my bottle? Yeah, sorry. Wanted a drink the other night. I took it. I was gonna. I'm gonna buy you another one. But but but, but where's the bottle? Oh. Tell me you kept it. Went out with the recycling last week. Oh no! You see, that's. I, I genuinely thought. Well, that's we a lovely story. Should have just left story. it, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should have just. I, I mean, I do. When people say, I'll, I'll tell you something. I'm just letting daylight in upon magic here. I don't wanna. Um, that story. Oh, I don't want to say that. That story the other week I read. Remember the um, uh, hamster that ended up in the bin? Mm. This is, and it came back. Yeah. It came back. Of two days later, they went out. I was on show. Might have been show five. The disaster of show five. Uh, I left off the last paragraph. Oh, see, see, I'm still learning from you. No, no, I no, need no. To no learn this, these this, I rarely, you know, massage things. But I thought, oh, this is a lovely story, and uh, you can listen to what's the one they do here, the Fred and Rose West tapes, if you want to feel like that. And I cut off the last couple of lines because it didn't end well for Brett. Oh, Brett Hamster didn't. But there it is. We are all merely uh, lean and slippered pantaloons. Have you mentioned there? Uh, he wanted to meet uh, Pete Townsend. One minute, let me just find this. Just talk amongst yourself for a minute. Hang on. No, that's not it. No, that's not it. No. Oh, this is a good one. 
This is this is. Oh, I'm doing it in a minute. Doing it in this. I tell you what. While I'm looking for this, our new sponsor, uh, uh, which is uh, uh, well, it's it's a medical. I don't know what it is. It's one of the big big pharma companies. Oh, okay. Big pharma Ooh, companies, and all we know is they're good. With. So we've got to do five plays of this. So listen to this, and I'll find what I'm looking for. I found a way to lick the foot sucking problem. If your little boy or girl sucks his or her foot or feet, here's good news. Spray Broxon Formula 19 on that problem extremity and watch that nasty habit disappear overnight. Safe, non-toxic, approved for veterans, Broxon Formula 19. Also handy for eradicating those pesky garden slugs. Get Broxon Formula 19 by sending $3 to Broxon Box 19, Pico Rivera, California, corner of the Valley Mall Shopping Plaza. Brats off with Broxon. I don't know what Broxon is, and we can't, you know, obviously we, we can't, uh, 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 we can't, we, we, no, I don't know what Broxon is. I don't know what Broxon is. Uh, is a foot-sucking problem a problem? Oh, uh, No, you're not no. going to tell me it is. You're not going to tell me it is. Go on, Pep, what you got over there? Wearing celebrity clothes, this is from Chris in Brighton. Yeah. Just making my way through the collection and felt gutted I had missed an opportunity. No, Chris, there was never a missed opportunity no. <laughs> with a topic. They're always open. This is uh, to tell my story of wearing celebrity clothing, or rather my granddad's. My granddad was a window cleaner in Shepherd's Bush for 40-plus years, starting oh. in the mid-50s, and built up a decent round up and around, in, including Holland Park. Mm-hmm. So, of course, if you don't know London, Holland Park, very nice. <laughs> In the mid-1970s, one of his stop turns out to be Liberace. No! Who had purchased a home there. Oh! Grandad arrived with his chamois and bucket and squeegee and was led through the house by the butler, through the living room, through the bedroom, to the balcony to clean the windows. As he started his work, he saw a clothing rail with the stage coats and hats in various oh, sizes beautiful. hanging up. Absolutely beautiful. Being up for a laugh, mm-hmm. he left his work and tried on for size a particularly flamboyant feather peacock-type coat, blending with his jeans and specs perfectly. It was only when he looked at himself in the mirror and mimed himself playing the piano <laughs> that he heard the sound of a cup and saucer tinkling behind him and the butler stood in the doorway. I've made you a cup of tea, said the butler, <laughs> as my granddad stood there looking like Ali Bongo. Oh, Ali Bongo, what a beautiful reference. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, this music in the background. You, 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 you may not. A lot of the old-time listeners are going, well, well, because this is the uh, music that brings on the show's own magician. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, but he's he's not with us at the moment. There's oh. a contractual obligation that we don't feel we are obliged to honour. Right, but as soon enough. as we do, the show's magician will be back again. Uh, this is uh, from Sally. Hey, Sally. I've only got two autographs. One was the old West Ham goalie, Bobby Ferguson. <laughs> I don't even support them. Uh, I'm, I'm an Arsenal fan, but he was at the Grey's Athletic Football Ground, which I don't think's there anymore. <laughs> this, is, this is beautifully obscure. I can't remember why I got it. Anyway, the second one I got was from Suggs. He was outside the Walrus and Carpenter pub by the Monument in London. He was just outside there one night, but on reflection, I don't think it really was him, and I may have been duped in my state I was in. Anyway, so it's really only the one. Bobby Ferguson, the old West Ham goalkeeper. <laughs> she doesn't even support them. That, that's the kind of email I enjoy more than anything. There's abso- absolutely no reason for that email to exist other than Sally's been good enough at work to think, I might as well just send this up, it's not much. Uh, <laughs> that's one of our jingles when we get going, Peps. It's not much. Something else. All right, we've got, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, a caller. Simon should be on the line. Hey, Simon. 
Uh, Danny, good morning. Very good morning to you, Simon. It's 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 slowly coming together around here, like um, uh, it's congealing like a, a petri dish. I don't know what that means. It's fantastic, mate. It's great well, to have you back. Well, bless you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, uh, what do you have for us, my friend, Simon? Uh, I've got a little story about inadvertent trespass. If oh, is it very? You? Yes, you betcha. I love these. You know, it's like inadvertent theft. You didn't realise until suddenly you hear a voice shouting out, "Excuse me, what are you doing in there?" or something like that. Go on, my friend. What have you got? Go on, then. We've got a bit of a long lead-in, so bear good, with me. Good, good, good. I mean, uh, 1980s, mm. uh, my girlfriend is living with a couple who are friends of hers, and they're all desperate to go sailing. And since I'm the only one who knows how to sail, I get mm. persuaded to organise a trip up to Scotland to all go right. sailing off the West Coast. Yeah. Um, I can sail, but I'm not very experienced in that kind of boat. Anyway, we'll have how, a couple how, of days. Can I ask you, how come you can sail? When did you learn to sail? Oh, I learned to sail when I was about four. My dad bought a boat and built a boat, built yeah. a little sailing dinghy, he built and we a used boat. to go sailing all over the place. He built a boat in the garage? Yeah. Oh, I think that's fantastic. I but... mean, there's, there's another story about that, if you want, but well, we won't worry. One second. And you learn to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To tack? Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that kind of stuff. Uh, see, I used to go to Norfolk Broads all the time. We're just yakking now. I used to go yeah. to Norfolk Broads all the time as a kid. That was our standard holiday. We'd go to uh, train to Norwich and then one to Horning and go to the Chumley and Hawk Boat Yard. Uh, Absolutely. And pick up our cruiser. And uh, we'd go along when you could actually pick up a bit of speed along the Broads before it was ruined yeah. by a meddling bureaucracy. And I could never understand the lunatics on yachts. Couldn't <laughs> do, never. And I'd say, well, why would you want to work that hard? But you can sit on a chair with a beer in your hand <laughs> at the steering wheel. But uh, if I'd have seen a four-year-old doing it, I would have been impressed. So Yeah, but you see, the fun, Danny, is that we're having a fine old time frightening the bejesus out of all the guys who are sitting in the deck chairs on these boats not knowing where the hell we're going. There is a bit of that. They do. They did used to come across us, and, I, and my dad used to have this very shaky grasp of who's right of way it <laughs> It's the opposite. Absolutely. It's so it's the opposite on the road. It, it, like they that. do. Uh, and then other times they would do. Anyway, but, uh, I'll tell you a story another time about what happened to our boat hook. Anyway, uh, so, so I do apologise. We've taken us down a cul-de-sac there. So we've established that you, right. your old man built a boat, yes? So we've hired this boat, this yacht off north of Scotland and we're sailing up the east coast of Skye and we have a few days pottering around up there. Mm. And then uh, lunchtime comes around, so I dutifully listen at the shipping forecast. <sighs> Storm Force 10 wind. And that's big, is it? That's big. That's two steps above gale force. I'm I'm comfortable sailing in a Force 5, possibly a Force Uh 6, but this is going to be pretty serious. Okay. So we need to find somewhere nice and sheltered to hunker down, as Mm -hmm. you'd say. So in between Let me play two sound effects here. You tell me what this Force 10, did you say? Yeah. Is it this? Or, or, or is it this? Oh, it's probably pretty serious. Is that one? You yeah, think, yeah, I That's think what so, it is. Yeah. Okay, all right, my friend, here we go. You're heading okay. into a false 10, yeah. So, anyway, we find ourselves a nice little inlet on an island called Rona that's between Sky and the mainland. Mm-hmm. Get ourselves tucked in there. It's, it's completely sheltered. We're surrounded by land with just a little inlet. And we hunker down there for a couple of days with a storm howling around the rigging. Mm. Um, by day three, we're all getting slightly bored of one another's company, as you can imagine, mm. when you're stuck in a, in a room that's 10 by 8. Uh. 
but the weather was not improving, and we were supposed to be back at our base. We were supposed to take this boat back to where we'd hired it from. Mm. So, of course, this is pre-mobile days, and we've got no radio on board, so we really need to talk to somebody and let the family know we're not shipwrecked and let the people that we'd hired the boat from know we are on our way when, we, when the weather calms down I, I, a bit. I've got a young nephew, Luca, uh, mm-hmm. and he says to me, what was it like, he actually did say, what was it like before everyone had phones? And I said, it was more, more fun than you can possibly <laughs> imagine. Oh, it was absolutely. more fun than you can po- <laughs> Things happened and you had no control over them. What, no. li- living the dream. All right, That's so there it. you are. You're hunkered down three days now, uh, down in the doldrums, uh, limp, so, leg, limp legs hanging out of bunks. Go on. That's it. So there's no habitation around us at all. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but on our little chart, we've got a lighthouse at the top of the island. Uh-huh. So I know what we'll do. We'll walk up to the island, see if they've got a phone, uh, up to the lighthouse, see if we've got a phone. Uh-huh. So me and the other guy, Ian, we, we pumped up the little rubber dinghy and we rowed ashore and set off walking up the Such muddy flat. It, it is. It's his famous five. Swans and Amazons or whatever oh, it's called. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great stuff. So we're, we're marching along through the heather with deck shoes, of course, that have got no sew on them, so pretty horrendous going. <sighs> Finally, after a couple of hours, we come round a hillside expecting to see the lonely finger of a lighthouse in the distance. Oh, beautifully put. Go on. I was quite pleased with that. Yeah, um, and instead, there in front of us is a small bay dotted with workboats and a jetty and street lights and a tarmac road, and there's this great big floodlit porter cabin village. <laughs> no idea what the hell it was. Tramped down the hillside, knocked on the door, and there's a rather startled naval rating opens the door and looks up and says, Who the are you? Uh-huh. And where the have you come from? So we get escorted out inside, and another rating turns up, strapping a pistol round his waist, <sighs> and parked in a room whilst they summon an officer. <sighs> and eventually, after demanding our ID and quizzing us who we were and everything else, they'd leave us alone for half an hour, come back and say, "You're all right, then. You can have one phone call each. Here's a cup of tea." <laughs> We find out that the waters around Skye are used as a submarine exercise area. And this is the Royal Naval Control Base where they control all the exercises (laughs) that they're doing. And we've just just strolled in in the middle of a storm. There are probably the most encrypted and and, and hyper-modern security systems in place all around that. You've gone up there there in your little rowboat. (laughs) You've managed managed to penetrate the inner circle. (laughs) Just walked in. Yeah. And, and 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 they gave you a cup of tea, which was tremendous of them. They thought, oh, oh, uh, they must have uh, gone out. Very magnanimous. Cup they, of tea and then phone call and then right out you go, walk home. They must have got outside your uh, the room, Simon. They've gone. Do you think that they really have? They've just strolled in here. Well, that's going to look bad. <laughs> we're all we're going to get the sack of that. Just give them a cup of tea and don't ever mention this again. <laughs> wow, probably. What a, what a beaut. Thank you so much, Simon. That that's a story. <laughs> that is just wonderful. Look, the temptation, Simon, as well. For when they said, "Who are you?" said, "Ah, oh, yes, we are just touching by, and we wish we wish you to have a look around. Can we just look around?" <laughs> why, why all of a sudden uh, Bella Lugosi was in the story? I don't know, but uh, that's the kind of story we want. And thank you for calling us. Uh, we do have a phone number, by the way, and uh, here he is again with Wisby, the Treehouse's own phone number. If you wish to telephone the show, please call the exchange on this number. You'd look to oh seven two five zero five six eight six, my dear. Oh, look to 
You betcha. And of course, it was uh, Noel Coward's 120th birthday yesterday, oh. in, in honour of that. Uh, what you got over there, Peps? This is from James Goodman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, Hi, team. Last time you related problems arising in the forehead area. Well, it was things stuck to your head, wasn't it? It the was things stuck yeah, the, uh, what have you had stuck the to your head. The plunger toy on his forehead. Yes, it is, yeah. I was hearing this, I was reluctantly dragged back to 14-year-old me and an outbreak of teenage spots. Mm. On Mother Mary's advice, I usually dabbed a minute amount of TCP on... TCP. Oh, there we it. go. You, you um, uh, the other week, because we've got the knives and forks thing going. Well, we can't, let's put it another oh. We cannot stop the knives and forks thing. Everyone just wants to show photographs of their cutlery drawer. My uh, brothers have got involved now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, and as three siblings, we have three different orders. Some of these um, shows like this, and certainly over the BBC, they have meetings, but I say, how can we get people involved in, you know, social media? Uh, should we ask them about what they think the new government appointments or where now for Labour and all of this? No, just ask people to send photographs of their cutlery drawer. You'll find out it breaks the Arguments. internet, as they say. It, uh, but, but you extended that into the medical cabinet, didn't you? Which was well, a, 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 excuse a, me, mine is a, is, a, is a work of art, but there are some. And, and TCP, is it in there? Oh, TCP... that I. I... My husband brought TCP into the, 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 the pharmacy that is my medical cupboard. I've got you no must have grown for... up with TCP. No. Well, it, do you know, again, that's another smell. Because my nan was always poorly, my oh. nan's house always smelled of TCP because she used it for everything. Uh, and that like, is uh, a real... We, we, Lavender and TCP, my two nans. I don't know what TCP stands for. I'm sure you know. It's tetrachloric, uh, chronic um, oh, no. psychedelia. Anyway, but the um, uh, uh, you had your TCP, you had your germline. Oh, yes. And then, and then as we know, Dr Pepper tastes like germline, doesn't it? You know, the Dr Pepper drink? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because as a kid, Love a bit of that. those little... Um, no, we'll get back to the show in a second. Two things that really uh, are uh, so satisfying as packaging. One, not actually three things. One is a box of matches, because a box of matches, you push out with your finger to reveal them, and you close it again, and it doesn't fall out the other end. It is designed mm. with a little bow in the middle. What, what a piece of design that is, a little box of matches, and you take it for granted. Think about matches today, will you? Uh, there's that. There's your uh, uh, Kiwi shoe polish, which has that thing like a little, oh, yes, little propeller little on the side. And when you first open that, and it has a bit of tish, circular tissue, that, that's, oh, that's a beaut just to take off. And you had your germaline in a similar thing, but that was a screw top, as I remember. Oh, was it? Yeah, and as you took the top of it... it was a tube by the time... Was it? Oh, no, a tin of germline, that's the only way. And you see, you took the top of it, and if you're before the age of eight, you put your little finger in it and take a... And that's how Dr Pepper got started. Sorry, Peps, what were you saying? Um, So this is James. He usually dabbed a bit of TCP on his spots. Yes, he did. This particular time, I had five eruptions on my forehead. I mean, the typical impatience of a vain schoolboy needing to look his best in case my latest fantasy girl looked at me. I took the bottle and planted it on each spot in turn, (laughs) timing it to make sure each pluke had the full minute (laughs) of treatment. Successful mission completed. I wandered outside to roll in the mud with the dog until tea. Father took one look at me as I went in the house and doubled over laughing, just about managing to get out. Get ready for the Olympics, boy! Before getting helpless with mirth. I now had a decent recreation of the Olympic rings burnt across my pasty forehead. It was several days before it calmed down, and it even involved taking time off school as I was not allowed to appear in public. That is ridiculed. How beautiful. The Olympic rings up. These, these tattoo parlours that we're surrounded by in this sleazy part of London. Uh, they cost you a pretty penny. Uh, oh, yeah. Doing the, uh, so any of those you've got, please, things that are stuck to your head. Uh, here's 
is a, a correspondent, uh, David. Uh, he wants me to elaborate on Huey Green's foul mouth. I might have said that in the first one. No, by the last book, uh, Going on the Turn. I was mm. ashamed writing it, and when <laughs> genteel relatives of mine were reading it, I thought, all oh, the Huey Green stuff in there. Uh, and I, I, Anyway, if you want to read that, it's in the last book. The most foul-mouthed man I ever met, Huey Green. Gosh. Yeah, and I mean that most sincerely. Uh, upon the uh, subject of celebrities that your parents couldn't abide, my father had a pathological hatred, hatred of none other than Sir Bruce Forsyth. Sir Bruce may have charmed the 1970s with hosting of game shows and his wonderful dancing. However, when he appeared on our screen, he was a subject of torrid abuse. <laughs> the, 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 abu <laughs> the abuse would start uh, with comments such mumbled, such as, look at him, look at him, loves himself, look at him, or, who does he think he is? Followed by the reason behind his hatred. Do you know, he closed the bar during his show at Allison's nightclub when we went to see him in 1970? Yeah, we know. No, but you don't close the bar. He did. He did. No, but when he came on TV, this would be repeated constantly, and that was a lot in recent years. He would look at the screen, look at him. Close the bar. Gasping we were. There would be a gap before he said, Tommy Cooper never did that. He also ate, hates Alan Titchmart as well, but has never seen him live. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> very much indeed. My, His my, dad and your dad would have got on very well. My dad well. didn't like anybody. Didn't like <laughs> anybody on the... Uh, uh, he's hidden. I mean, few exceptions. Uh, he liked Max Biograves, although he thought Max Biograves stole his act. And this is from, absolutely true. From your dad. From my dad. My dad my, whatever bones I may present for entertainment come exactly from my old man. He okay. was a very good uh, pub uh, MC. He was the uh, he was getting on stage at the City Arms, all the pubs of the Isle of Dogs in the fifties. And I, even though he he certainly never regretted a single second of his life, he lived every moment. Uh, he had a little thing, especially when I became vaguely successful. Uh, thinking uh, could have been. And he did say to me once. Uh, you know, he used to come and see me over the City Arms. Now, my old man was a pint-in-hand compere. That's all he was. A good one, though. Max Biograves. He was in there. He said Frankie Howard came over there once, and I put that to Frankie Howard, and he dismissed it. <laughs> I've never, I love dogs. I'm going to pub on the Isle of Dogs. <laughs> Frankie Howard told me this. But I said to Max, um, my old man thinks you were in the audience and stuff. Did he? What year, was it? what year would that have been? So I said... Uh, <laughs> You're listening to Mikey Alwood's Christmas show, everyone. Uh, <laughs> what year would that have been? I'm Faith Brown. So I said, <laughs> I said, uh, oh, about 1949, 15. I was already in the view. I was second on the bill. Anyway, don't, don't, uh, don't disabuse the old boy. Tell him I did. I wrote it all down. <laughs> Good for Max. He said that. He did. I did. Wrote it all down. I used to do the Ballad of John and Yoko quite successfully as as Max Biograves, standing in the dock at Southampton, trying to get to Holland or France. The man in the Max said, "Max, you gotta go back." He didn't even give me a chance. Eighteens. I just, I've just realised my my repertoire of my limited repertoire of pretty good impressions is now on the air. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Pat. Uh, give me something from over there. Well, we have. You have attempted 
I think two or three times to read uh, the David Bowie story. Oh yes, but instead we have Ronnie himself on the line to tell his oh, David Ronnie's Bowie story. Oh, Ronnie's on the line now. Uh, what we've got to do is, you know, we um, we've got sponsors on the show. That unless we play the adverts, mm. no point in us all turning up here. Um, so uh, we've got to play the advert once more, and then we've got Ronnie with the most extraordinary and tremendous story about David Bowie. So here we go. I found a way to lick the foot-sucking problem. If your little boy or girl sucks his or her foot or feet, here's good news. Spray Roxxon Formula 19 on that problem extremity and watch that nasty habit disappear overnight. Safe, non-toxic, approved for veterans, Roxxon Formula 19. Also handy for eradicating those pesky garden slugs. Get Roxxon Formula 19 by sending $3 to Roxxon Box 19. Pico Rivera, California, corner of the Valley Mall Shopping Plaza. Brats off with Roxxon. Now, I, I, as I said before at the end, when I played it before, I, 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 I don't know what Boxxon is. Uh, so uh, here comes our friend. Any future lawsuits we are Any not law- I, uh, liable As I say, for. I don't often fump for words, but every time I try to imagine what Boxxon could be, whether it's... Um, uh, yeah. What's that thing you used to do? What's, who's that called? What's he called? Ronnie. Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Hi, Dan. You all right? Yeah, good as gold, Ronnie. How old are you, Ronnie? I'm 51. Yeah, well, Ronnie, uh, think about uh, your, your old man or your uncle. Uh, did they ever uh, put stuff into a bowl of water, uh, Epsom salts, let's say, and then put, oh, yeah. then put a towel over their head and spend several oh, yeah. minutes... In, that, my, that was my old man's thing for everything. Uh, uh, bowl, Vicks Vapo-Rub. Uh, Vicks Vapo-Rub. Mm. You know this, Pepsi. oil. Olbus oil. There yeah. you go. You get, you, 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 get, you get the washing-up bowl, you put hot water in it and a little of that, and I'm thinking... This um, whatever it's called, we're promoting now. Uh, you put your head in. <laughs> How about this, Ronnie? This is again absolutely true, and I don't think I've ever put this in one of the books. We had a really heavy cold once, and someone said, "You want some lemon? Hot lemon, Spud? Hot lemon for it, Ronnie? Right?" My dad went to the uh, Garnet Wolsey pub that used to be in Rotherhithe, bought two bottles of Hooper Struve lemonade, poured them into a bowl, right? Uh, actually, hotted them up first in a, in a saucepan, then poured them into a bowl, put the towel over his head, and inhaled. Lemonade. He really, <laughs> really did. My mum was saying, Fred, you got to have proper lemons. Was lem- have a look on the labels. Lemons. It smells like that. He inhaled hot lemonade vapour. And I'd like, to, I'd like to say it, it works, but it's had no, no effect whatsoever. <laughs> Ronnie, this story about David Bowie. Everyone in yeah. the audience is saying, let's go, Ronnie. Let's hear what you got. OK. Um, so myself and a colleague, we're, we're both business journalists and um, yeah. we're in Los Angeles. Well done. And, and our beat is to cover the video games market. And we were, I was the editor of what was then the... the uh, title in that market. And what year? Are, and what year are we talking about? It's it's about 1999. If, 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 yeah, and, uh, and, and so, what was, what was the world in the grip of then? Would it have been the early days of uh, who's the woman explorer? What's her name? Uh, you know, she goes oh, she goes underground. Lara Croft. Lara, was Lara. it was it that period? Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, no, it, was, uh, no. it was peak video games time. Really, it was Tomb Raider. The industry that's what it was is. just Tomb starting Raider, yeah. to get uh, you know as big as films and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Okay, so. Uh, David Bowie and, and and his missus Iman, I believe she's called, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. has has done a, a tie up with uh, the people who, who brought you Lara Croft, mm-hmm. and they are launching uh, a game. Um, I believe it was called Omicron. What? 
<laughs> Omicron. Spell, spell, well, spell, 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 spell that for us. O M I. No. C R O N. Uh, no, no, let me let me write that down. Spell it again slowly, because I've, I've got to take go on. O M I. One minute. One minute. C R O N. One minute. I'm turning. Now, um, I, I can't. Wait, wait, I've got to do it again because our sound effect of a typewriter was too low. Then, uh, okay, <laughs> let me write that down. Here we go. T- turn the typewriter effect up. It'll work like a dream. Here we go. Uh, spell it for me. Uh, o M I. Oh, oh, it's an electric. Sorry, I just realized it's an electric typewriter. It doesn't. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no, exactly, exactly. It's, these, you see, it's one these, of those hush type the, ones. These, uh, these, these seven shows are really here to get these kind of kinks worked out. If nothing else, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah, we're going we to do. Yeah, when we properly start next year. Exactly. When we get going in about three years' time. So I'm sorry, my friend. There you are. You're in Los Angeles. You're doing yes. an yeah, un- David, unpronounceable uh, game. David's Hawking. Unpronounceable game. As far as I know, it yeah. was never an unpronounceable game too. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how good the game was. Yeah. Um, so there is a press conference um, scheduled to show off that Bowie, you know, he, he's not quite the busted plush that we, we think he might be. And well, that he's once again reinvented himself. Pepsi's is pulling a face here thinking, David Bowie doing video games, he was right at the forefront of that. I wish I'd come up with a video game <laughs> in 1999. I wouldn't be sitting well, here he in this yeah. sleazy area of London uh, yeah, doing he, podcasts. He, Go on. He was, in, he was into all, all things online, you know, he was yes, very he was. big about predicting how, how the internet would go and, and a bit of a digital trailblazer, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was, yeah. However, he was also, uh, I think, and, you know, there might be some, some Bowie nerds out there who, who will disavow me of this knowledge, but I think he was doing Tin Machine mm-hmm. and issuing uh, his Bowie Bonds. His Bowie Bonds. Do you know about this, Pepsi? Yeah. No. There was Bowie.net. He was one of the first people to put his own mm. uh, his whole internet thing up there, and you could buy his a piece of his back catalogue, and he sold them all off. No. Oh, he made them because he, yeah, he needed cash, and he got millions, didn't he? Absolute millions for it. Billions. Mm. Yeah. So he's doing um, all of that. Mm-hmm. So he's doing all that. He's also, by this time, done that thing with Mick Jagger dancing in the street and stuff. So. Oh, a long time before. Uh, uh, a little bit on the on the turn for the B, the B side for... of that was called My Nadir. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> here Nadir. Uh, so yes, that's the period Bowie's in. And at around about the same time, you may remember a program called Stella Street. Yes, uh, which, which was in full flow, and, and it featured Phil Cornwall, John Sessions doing uh, lots of impressions based around the. the it was, it, it, it was a, a street, street full of famous celebs. people. Very famous people all lived in the same street. Yes, they did. Yeah. So yeah. you had you had people like Jimmy Hill living next door to Jack Nicholson. That's all. Exactly. That sort of shit. Yeah, you'd get you'd get some like um, well, let's just say Max Biogram was like, <laughs> I want to talk to David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> you've already, exactly. You've, you've already exactly. missed you've already missed my uh, uh, turn. But can continue, my friend. Go on. Oh no, I caught the end of it. I caught the end. Oh, of it. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's the best thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. So there was that going on as well. Anyway, so there is a press conference. We are invited and, and we go. And uh, it, it's over the other side of town, in, in just to add to the glamour, in Hollywood at a, at a club called House of Blues. Mm-hmm. And it's in the middle of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So we, we jump in a cab, we get over there, and, and when we get out, um, there's not a soul around. The car park is deserted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I assume we're, we're, you know, being the professionals that we are, we're early. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some 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 of the more tardy journos will be turning up uh, pretty soon, you know. Yeah. Um, then I spy a bloke who I know, and he's one of several people, I think, who can, who can lay genuine claim, and there are several, to being the, the, the guy behind... Tomb Raider, you know, the Lara Croft. Oh, movie. OK, so I, I chose well earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you did chose well. OK. Um, choose well, in fact. Um, uh-huh. 
So he's having a fag by the door, and I, and I say hello, <laughs> and, and he knows me. And uh, yeah. I assume he knows exactly what the crack is, and he, and he just says, right, right, come on in. <laughs> so we, we go into a, a, a dimly lit, hip-looking bar, and it's all, it's all floor-to-ceiling cowhide and, and zebra pattern seats. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it, it, it is, for want of a more contemporary description, groovy. Uh-huh. And, and it's, it's what we came for. But there's still only about three or four people in there. Uh-huh. And I thought, you know, even even all things considered with uh, with David and his career, it was a bit of a poor turnout out for the lad, you know. <laughs> even though he was doing the tin machine thing. Yeah. Um, Oh, by the way, so, don't knock Tim Machine. Do you sort of favour? No, I might. Do you sort of favour? Yes, it's 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 much of it is unlistenable rubbish. But a song like uh, "Goodbye, Mr. Ed" is as good as anything Bowie ever recorded. Tin Machine. Oh. Do you sort of favour? Tin Machine's "Goodbye, Mr. Ed" is absolutely okay. prime Bowie. But there it is. You're in a pretty deserted place. Bloke having a fag yeah. in the car park. David yeah. Bowie is is there for a press conference. Go on. Well. So, you know, like I said, there was only three or four people in the room and, and they weren't taking a lot of notice of us. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm almost feeling slightly sorry for Bowie because I'm thinking this is a bit of poor turnout. <laughs> so anyway, we, we, me and my colleague, Jez, we, we got ourselves a couple of beers and we sat down and, and, and we waited for, for things to unfold. Um, and, you know, we, we then spent the next 20 minutes or so mucking about like, like two kids... Doing, he was doing Bowie impressions like Phil Cornwall in, in Stella Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were a little excitable. And, you know, we're also um, starving hungry as well because, you know, it, it, we go to these big trade shows and, I, you know, I'm not trying to make out it's like uh, getting cold with your hands or anything, it, but there is a lot of running around and, right. and you don't often get a chance, oh, no. chance to eat. Yes, of course. It's a, it's a sweet gig nonetheless. Um, mm-hmm. So eventually we, we, we do all the Stella Street stuff, we're all, all out with that and we decide to have a little wander mm-hmm. and see what else is on offer. Where is everybody, for an example? Where is everybody? Well, exactly. Uh, so we find at the, at the far end of the bar a little alcove mm-hmm. where there is a, a, a platter of finger food and at the centre of which is a huge and elaborate swan. A what? A, a what? A swan. A swan. A swan. A swan? Made... Oh. Of several different types of melon. Oh, okay, all right. Because for a moment there, I thought, you know, you can't eat them in this country, but I don't know about in California. But this was a <laughs> swan, as you say, made from various melon. Well, they belong to the queen, mm. don't they? Over here, you mm. can't melon. Oh, the swans! Oh. I thought for a second, yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. This one made of melon. So several different types of melon. I, I'm no. You, you might want to get a melonologist or whatever in on this. But mm. cantaloupe, I think, was the main, the orange type of melon. Yeah. Yep. The main one. Yeah, a bit of honeydew in there, and, and possibly, I think, <coughs> some watermelon. But for, the, 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 the varieties is is neither here nor there. You have got a giant a giant swan made of melons at an mm. at an exhibition where David Bowie is going to give a press conference for the sensational new video game that's about to sweep the world. However, it appears to be uh, dry gulch, nobody around, and a ghost town. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, so we assumed, because it was usually the case, that it was put on for, you know, the hard-working journos like us. Yeah. And we proceeded, to, you know, thinking we'll get right at it yeah. and dig into this melon. <laughs> um, as I said, I think it turns out you have to eat quite a lot of it to feel, to feel full up. A lot of melon is, yeah, mm. it's, it's a great starter because you don't you never fill up on bread. Melon, a classic starter because it doesn't fill you up. So you, you demolish the swan. OK, go we, on. We demolish the swan. So it's essentially water, isn't it? So we're existing now on, on just water and beer. Um, and so we come out of the alcove, order a couple more beers, sit back down, 
I don't know what your regulations are on, on swearing on this, Benny, but I'll, I'll you, 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 you can do. Yeah, I mean, you don't go the full, you know. Okay, well, well in walks David fucking Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> Now, hang on, hang on. I was, I was ready. I was ready. To, ready for a quote. <laughs> we were ready to set the bar at sodding. Uh, oh, okay. but, all right, but, but that's I read fine. The room wrong. This, I should, <laughs> but you know what? One of the few people who deserves that epithet, the middle of their name, would be the dame if he walked in. <laughs> so Bowie walks in on you alone in this room. So David Bowie really was going to be there, because I thought you were going to say yeah. it was wrong day. Or... Bowie walks no. in. Go on, my friend. So he walks in, and he's, he's greeted by the other three or four people, who, again, who have pretty much ignored us uh, uh, so far. And mm-hmm. um, But I sussed these out as being, oh, OK, they, they seem to know him, so that they are his people. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, they, they are here to, to look after David. Yeah. And, of course, he's ushered straight past us. Mm-hmm. I am cannot say anything, but my colleague Jez says, hello. And, and Bowie says, I'm not going to do the, the voice for you. You should. Bowie, Aye. Aye. That's pretty much says, Hello. Aye. In the, in the yeah. Bowie style. OK, yeah. Right. Naturally, naturally, they take him straight to the room with the melon swan in. Oh, it was Bowie's melon <laughs> swan. decimated melon oh. swan. Because they must have said, David, anything we can get you while you're there? Well, you know what? <laughs> I'd like a melon a swan made a melon. <laughs> I to get into all Michael Caine there, and and you had already demolished it. Well, yeah. So I, I don't know what the you know yeah. the, the, the rules are on on riders for press conferences or whatever. Whether there even such a thing exists. Or Same, Peps. Well, if they but, do, we've um, done um, that for a lot. One second, my friend. I can tell you about Bowie's rider because around <gasps> 1999. Wow. He appeared on TFI Friday. Yes, and he what did. was my job was to get the riders for the different rooms. And what animal did he create from what fruit? We had I'm very sorry to report I was not requested to make a melon swan, but he had mm. he had one of the obscurest list of things on his good, rider. Good for of the name. Anyone we had to go across London to find green Gatorade. <laughs> Different <laughs> cereals, different fruits, and he didn't touch a single one of, course of them. he didn't, because what happens here, and just parking the story for a second, what happens is, as, you know, Chris Evans wrote every TFI Friday, uh, except one, and I'll tell you that story one week, uh, he, uh, they're called the Scribble. All these people that Ronnie Sam were around in this place, the scribble around them didn't make demands like that. We had them all <laughs> on, Beyonce and, and, and Mariah Carey. They don't care, but they're... The people have to justify their mm. job saying, right, when she turns up, she wants to see just this, and the dame wants to see a swan made of melon. He, he probably <laughs> walked, he would have walked in and said, why is there what? a swan made of melon? <laughs> well, we thought you'd like it. You thought I'd like, no, I just want a Mars bar and a cup of tea, thank you. But anyway, <laughs> so how did he react, or how did they react to see this this uh, piece of art decimated? Well, well I mean... I- I wasn't in in the alcove when they, yeah. when they were in there, but I was I was a bit worried at the fact they had yeah. they had got in there. Yeah. But they, they came, they, they weren't in there very long, which I took as a bad sign. Yeah. Um, but they came straight out, and, and nothing is said about the swan or, or the lack of. Yeah. Um, so that's all right. So he, he sits back down again, and, I, and I'm now thinking, right, okay, we, we clearly are the only two journos who could be bothered to turn up for this because you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on at this show, and there's, there's all sorts of, you know, people who are actually. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to ask you to cut to the chase because it's uh, it's nearly Wednesday. Uh, but uh, 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 no, that's all right. So uh, so did you actually interview Bowie, or, or were you, well, what happened? So, 
I'm about to start doing that. And I'm st- I get him to arrange him on the sofa and I'm doing the signing of the deal, handshake picks. Yeah. And, you know, it's all going well. And then, you know, I- I'm thinking I'm about to do a very exclusive interview with Bowie and and and, and the guy who was the, the game's exec who was one of the most important blokes mm-hmm. in the business. Um, and then one of his people just, just gives me a tap on the shoulder and says, sorry, who, who are you to? <laughs> And I say, well, well yeah, yeah, you know, we're, we're here for the uh, for the conference, we're, we're press. He said, oh, okay, well, we, we, you're in the wrong place, and and you should leave, uh-huh. and and we're going to have to ask you to delete those pictures. Oh, so uh-huh. it, the atmosphere had got slightly, slightly heavy. A, a, a little, yeah, a little frosty, of course, yeah. Indeed. So, but our original games friend who, who ushered us in, he started losing it with them a bit, and he told them, and I won't. <laughs> go back with the language, but he tells them they can forget about it and, and we can keep the picks. But sadly, it looks like we're, we're leaving the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go down the corridor, we're rushing down the corridor, wondering what we've done wrong and, and what was going on. And then we emerge into a, a, a huge room next to a stage set up for a press conference mm-hmm. with hundreds of people <laughs> waiting for David Bowie. Oh, so, I, so this was inadvertent trespass. <laughs> oh, God, this was in, in, inadvertent tre- Now, did you stay... Of, did, did you delete those photographs? No, I, I kept some, and I, and, I, and I just remembered this last night. I, I, I was up till three in the morning trying to get those photos hmm. back to, to the UK on, on, you know, what was oh. very primitive in those days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, internet connections and it just wouldn't wasn't happening for us and you, so, you, you uh, know you have not got but they're, 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 and there's a sort of truncated there ronnie uh they, but the idea that you you come for david bowie but you stay for the melon swan i think it, 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 it there's no downside to that story yeah it was a long story it was a rambling story but we that, that that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of it it wasn't one of those thanks for your call that there's very few stories where you can put together david bowie's rider uh which may be a melon swan and uh, inadvertent trespass. So we thank our correspondent for that. What have you got over there, Peps, by the way? Well, well literally, this has got to be our last one because oh, oh, Ronnie, t- Ronnie took uh, us to no, the no, end. Let us not blame Ronnie. After I've been on, a, you know, going on about, uh, well, I didn't even get round to the Piltdown Man and Tommy Steele, which I wanted to tell you about today. We, it, it's, it's their show, Peps. We are just here as conduits. Stop putting that face. Go on. Uh, what's this is from Sean. Autographs. Don't talk to me about autographs. When I was a kid, I was forced to meet David Hamilton. <laughs> yes. Forced. Okay. He was doing a meet and greet in a TV shop in Rye Lane in Peckham. I was looking through oh. the window to see him when I was ushered into the queue, despite my protestations. I wasn't allowed to leave. They thought I was being shy, but I really wasn't. I didn't want to meet him. <laughs> I arrived at the front of the queue and told him I didn't want to be there. <laughs> but he still gave me his autograph. I went to see my nan and granddad afterwards and told them what happened. My granddad took the autograph, looked at it and went, what are you doing with this scribble? Tore it up, screwed it up and chucked no. it in the bin. Oh, well, I saw a David Hamilton autograph the other day. Uh, that was, no, it wasn't David Hamilton's. That was David Bowie's. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting the last two stories. Uh, you know, he was Diddy, David Hamilton. Yes, he was. Do you know why he was? And I can only... short? No, because uh, I always thought that. I just thought mm. Diddy David Hamilton. I'd forgotten until I read uh, Louis Barth's, ab- Louis Barth's absolutely excellent uh, Ken Dodd biography that's just come out. He was Ken's foil for ages, and the Diddy no. man, he led the Diddy oh, man. Diddy! 
Diddy David oh. Hamilton. And it was Ken Dodd gave him that when he was Ken's foil and he was a great friend of his. Uh, and he was Diddy David Hamilton for that. Now, had our correspondent known that, I don't think the father would have acted so rashly. Well, as Pep said, we're done. I would like to be here every day, even if you wouldn't like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll be back on Saturday with the Christmas show. This year's Christmas show, we did a lot on for Christmas. In the meantime, of course, our dear friend Wisby can see us out. One, two, three, four. Climb up, go in, let's cozy down. Wave goodbye to that silly frown as we chase our cares away. In the treehouse. The fire's on, it's warm inside. We guarantee you'll be satisfied as we laugh the day away. In the treehouse. Take it away, Danny! Always try to, Wisby. Uh, apologies if uh, one of your excellent emails didn't make it. Please don't let the shoulders fall. You think they've ignored you. They all get done. It is a crafty way of making sure you listen to hear your own name <laughs> on the radio here on Two Way Family Favourites. Uh, thank you very much, of course, always to uh, my co host, Louise Pepper. Phil Wilding through the glass with Josh and everybody here at the uh, uh, something else uh, uh, category. I don't know what that means. The next show will be our uh, uh, Christmas show. But in the meantime, I just want to leave you with one thought, and it's this. Chiefly yourselves. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.